1: Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.
0: This episode is sponsored by the International Educator. Many of you know part of my professional background is both in career development and education which means I get a number of educators asking me how they can launch their careers abroad. If that's you, you need the International Educator, which connects English-speaking teachers with opportunities at international schools around the world. Not only do you find out about vacancies, but you get much-needed information on topics as varied as housing options, tax-free salaries, and professional development. And here's the thing, all subjects and grade levels are needed. For a limited time only, TIE is offering discounts on memberships for Global Chatter listeners. So visit tyonline.com and use the promo code Global Chatter to save on your membership today. This week's Revisit episode is with Tamara Thorpe. She's a leadership coach and organizational strategist whose career has taken her to over 30 plus countries. In this look back, Tamara shares how Her mother's willingness to let her spend an unusual summer in Europe sowed the seeds for the international life she has built. Take a listen, then revisit episode one of season three to hear her full show. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with others. Happy listening.
1: What was your first international experience? So my first international experience was a high school trip to Spain. Okay. So I went to a really teeny private school in Los Angeles, uh, a real sort of I don't even know how you describe it. Like when most people think of L.A., this school probably sort of encapsulates, right? Like we called our teachers by their first names. Like it was a real sort of adventure and like progressive California education. And uh, and it was a place that I thrived after being in a very sort of traditional suburban academic environment. And then I kind of moved into this very sort of where students had a lot of freedom Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of trust and we were, you know, held accountable for our own education, which I really thrived in that environment. And uh, the founder of our school, a wonderful woman named Bonnie Bishop, who I still call a mentor today, Mm. her and her husband had discovered, you know, uh, the beauty of life abroad, Mm. and they had bought a home in Spain. Mm. And so they ended up designing this international program where every summer they would take students to Spain for the summer. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so (laughs) when I got to the school and I made friends, people are like, you definitely want to do this summer Mm -hmm. program in Spain. And uh (laughs) you know, the things they shared, I was like, Yeah, I think I definitely (laughs) want to do this. And let me like full caveat, it wasn't just Spain, they had a house in Soyer Mallorca, which is one of the Blair Islands. So it was like an island (laughs) in the Mediterranean. Just so content. And they were letting high schoolers. Wow. Yeah. And this was like pre, like Ibiza (laughs) being like the biggest party place. Like back then, it was still like, oh, we knew people went there. But I mean, I went to, uh, I think two years ago, my husband and I went back to Mallorca. And it was the first time that I had been there since 80 something yeah and it was almost unrecognizable right right like it literally was like a teeny little village where no one lived and there were no tourists yeah so um but it was it was it was that experience aside from like all the bits of it that were like amazing as a teenager to like go and be in Europe and have freedom I fell in love with culture and language. I was so intrigued by how different people lived. I was so intrigued by um, not only the fact that they spoke Spanish, but they they spoke uh, Catalan. And there was this whole history uh, uh, behind that. And, and that really started to really spark in me this desire to be like, I, I want to speak a lot of languages, and I want to go to a lot of places. And that discovery really became a motivating factor for me so that Bonnie, you know, as we were on this trip, so much of that experience for her to create this experience for her students was to expose them Mm -hmm. to new things, new people. Um, And I remember, you know, I share this story all the time, But when we were there in Spain, and I I remember saying to her, like, I want to have this experience Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I did. I said to her, what can I do for a living so that I can continue to have this type of experience for the rest of my life? And she was like, Well, you know, you could teach English as a foreign language and then you can travel. And I was like, Okay, cool, done. Like, literally that day, I was 16 years old. And I was like, Okay, for my job, I'm going to teach English and I'm going to spend my whole (laughs) life traveling around the world and learning languages and meeting people and done. And so, and like, that's what my life has been. Like, I literally (laughs) have done that with my life.
0: So very, I think not very rarely, but often we say things as kids and teenagers, but we don't necessarily kind of follow through and do that. And it's it's fascinating to me that and maybe and maybe it wasn't necessarily even just speaking English, but the fact that you knew that in some capacity you were going to help people and in some capacity it was going to be international and so clearly that this experience was a catalyst. So I'm curious then, as you got older, because obviously you went on to college,
1: and I think at some point you studied in France, correct? I did. I did. So it was an interesting trajectory because because that was right. I, I was 16. So it was that summer I turned 16. Mm-hmm. So it was the summer between 11th and 12th grade, right? Yeah. So I applied to university and I got to my university and I met with the counselor and I was like, Hey, I want to, you know, travel and teach English. And so I was trying to figure So when I had this meeting with the counselor and I said, Okay, so my plan is I want to be able to teach English and I want to travel. So I ended up doing my degree in linguistics. And uh with a specialization to teach English as a foreign language. Mm-hmm. And then after our university, I got my certificate, which at the time, I think now the requirements are different. But at mm-hmm. the time I ended up going, getting the I think it's the Cambridge mm-hmm. certificate to teach English as a foreign language, whatever it was. And uh, and yeah, so that was the plan. But I I think actually if I tried to do this chronologically. I studied in France before I started for your University, so actually, the funny thing is that so well, that was the vision for my life, my mom's vision for my life was that I would speak French Mm. and travel and live in France like that was kind of my mom had fallen in love with learning French Mm -hmm. in school and never really learned French or traveled to France and so she had that vision for me and I remember her goal for me was to do that so right after high school I actually did like I think I did like a semester or two of community college. And then I did a study abroad program in France before I even started my four year degree. And that was, again, one of those like reaffirming experiences of like, and it was more difficult, right? Like it was a much more difficult experience than my first experience, right? I was gone longer. I was going to school. Yeah you know i had a an attachment back home to a boy and you know <laughs> yeah. stupid stuff like that but it really reaffirmed that i i love learning languages i love exploring mm-hmm. like the norms of another culture i loved the challenge of figuring that out i loved the pressure of of having to adapt and adjust mm-hmm. and so like I said, that reaffirming experience. So I did. I was like, okay, let's do that four year degree. Let's get that teaching certificate. Let let's go. Let's do this.
0: You know, and I also think it's really key in your story, because at this point you're obviously a young person and you're a young woman, but like the fact that your mother was very supportive, right? So first of all, the fact that she affirmed and allowed you to spend a summer, you know, to send you to send their teenager to go for a summer. <laughs> To another country, that's a really big thing, especially, you know, with what I do and talk at the black expat, I have talked to so many families, everybody's family is different, but the idea, especially students of color, it's sort of like, oh my God, I'm, I'm sending my kid off to wherever. But then even then being supportive of the fact that you were pursuing French before you even did the four-year degree. Because I think that so often we would think, you know, what's the the order of things people would say, go to college. And then, and, and even when I, you know, I I had Corey Sanders on here, who's, who um, is part of diversity and doing study abroad at NC State. And we were talking about this and just even the conversation she has to have with parents about sending their college kids. So the fact that your mother was like, look, you can even go, beforehand and 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 because she recognized the value and the person and and the importance of that I don't think can be really understated I like that's something that I always want parents to hear that you can actually understate some of the things that if you're willing to let the student go out that they can really embrace and so yeah so I guess then kind of following up with that obviously then so up until this point you've lived in Spain and France so as an adult (laughs) how did you then take what you studied in undergrad and 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 the certifications, and how did you weave a career
1: out of that? yeah, that was the interesting piece, right? because so one you're a hundred percent right I, I, my mom did not hesitate either times, and actually, when I went to Spain, typically Bonnie only took students for two weeks, mm-hmm. and my mom was like, "I'm not paying all that money for her to be gone for two weeks." no you keep her in Spain <laughs> with you the whole summer <laughs> thank you bye we don't, we don't need her here she can she can go for six wait, weeks are and you we'll a, be just fine are you an only child or do you have siblings I have an older brother okay I was trying to figure out because sometimes
0: you know if it's like the youngest
1: <laughs> like you. no 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 it, it, was, it was my mom I I I I I one of the things that I'm continually grateful for was that she was very good at providing us with experiences. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and just the other day, somebody was complimenting me to my mom and saying, Oh, well, Tamara is so adventurous. And my mom in her, you know, humility was like, well, of course she is because we made sure that our children <laughs> were adventurous. Nice. Like we created <laughs> opportunities That's and 100%. experiences for them to be people who went out and did adventurous things in life. You've just listened
0: to an episode of The Global Chatter, which is hosted by me, Amanda Bates. It is edited by Stephanie Fuccio. Don't forget to subscribe to The Global Chatter on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at The Global Chatter or stop by Twitter and find us at Global Chat Pod. If you have a question, want to subscribe to the newsletter, or are interested in sponsoring, visit theglobalchatter.com.
1: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.